I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, we ask you to join us here this morning, and we trust that you are here with us. May my words be your words and all of our thoughts your thoughts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. At the end of every episode of G.I. Joe, you weren't expecting that sentence? At the end of every episode of G.I. Joe, the Joes would teach a lesson to all the kids who were watching. They'd defeat Cobra first, of course, like they did every episode, but then all of a sudden, sort of after the triumphant freeze frame, we'd switch the scene and we'd see something else happening. For instance, some kids might be playing soccer and there'd be two kids who were excluding a third kid and not sharing with him, and then all of a sudden the Joes would run up and Sergeant Slaughter and Snake Eyes and Lady J would teach the kids a lesson about how important sharing was. And one of the kids would say, I didn't know. And then they'd say, well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. So week after week, though you tuned in to get all the family-friendly military action, <laughs> you'd get a trite little sermon, too. Sharing is good. Helping others is good. Being nice is good. Being good is good. We got good at turning off the show before the little sermon. But now, Jesus seems to be doing exactly the same thing, falling into this G.I. Joe pattern, boring, petty sermons. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Not that that's boring, but you've heard it before, haven't you? Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Loving each other is good. You should do that. No kidding, right? This sort of drives me a little bit crazy, not because it's hard to understand or because it's out of left field. In fact, for exactly the opposite reason. Jesus, with these famous, incredibly well-known words, and these, by the way, are probably literally some of Jesus' most famous words, with these words, Jesus is saying nothing that everyone else in the world isn't saying. Plato said it. Aristotle said it. Gandhi, Buddha, Muhammad said it. Heck, Joseph Smith, L. Ron Hubbard, Lady Gaga, the G.I. Joes, He-Man, She-Ra, the Thundercats, Inspector Gadget, everyone says that you should love other people. Way to distinguish yourself, Jesus. And of course, isn't this one of the things that you hear when you sort of stray into Jesus freak territory around your friends and family? Hey, look, Jesus was great. He said a lot of great things. But a lot of people say a lot of great things. And there are many ways to discover the divine. Aren't you being a little exclusive, a little narrow-minded by claiming that there's something special or unique about Jesus? After all, who wouldn't say, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another? So 
That's what I want to talk to you about for a moment this morning. The fact that there is something unique about Jesus and the good news that the gospel is not like an episode of G.I. Joe. As we get started, remember that the Lord speaks into the world in two ways. These two ways of speaking or two words are called many different things. Theologians have called them the law and the gospel. I know you've heard those. We, we talk about those categories a lot, these two words of God, the law and the gospel. We could also refer to them as judgment and love, or rules and gifts, or critique and mercy. You see the pattern here, right? One word of God is him asking something of us. And the other word of God is him offering something to us. Law and gospel. First things first, though. The first of the ways in which the Lord speaks into the world is by the law, the rules, right? He creates the world, and then he tells the world what his standard is, what his expectation is. He says, this is the world I have made, and this is the way you should live in my creation. Love one another, for instance. Now, law, though, is all over the place. We have the law of the Ten Commandments carved into the stone tablets that Moses brings down from the mountain. We have the 613 laws of the Old Testament. We have Jesus in the New Testament giving the requirement to love that we read in our reading this morning, but most explicitly linking love and the law in Matthew 22 when a lawyer asks him, what is the greatest commandment in all of the law? And Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, he says, depend all the laws and the prophets. So the first way that the Lord speaks to the world is through the law, the rules. And this way of speaking to the world is not unique. All religions have laws, right? Standards and expectations are common to all religions and exist even in what I'll call religions that aren't called religions. High school, for instance. Not a religion, but just as full of laws as the Quran, the Mormon scriptures, or the end of an episode of G.I. Joe. Be nice. Be popular. Be beautiful. Be smart. Go to all the cool parties, but also keep your GPA up and do all the extracurricular activities that your first choice college is looking for. And high school isn't unique either. Your career, your family, all the religions in your life that aren't called religions are full of laws. And these laws are just as oppressive as pray five times a day facing Mecca or go on a two-year mission before you become an adult, or do not accumulate karma, or do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. 
Now, Jesus only said one of those things, but don't they all sound pretty much the same? Remember the last line of those G.I. Joe episodes. Knowing is half the battle. As a kid, I always wondered, right, what's the other half? It must have to do with shooting and exploding, right? Because knowing isn't enough. Knowing what you ought to do doesn't guarantee that you can actually get the thing done, does it? The law, the rules, the standards, the expectations are only half the battle. But like G.I. Joe, every other religion, including the religions that aren't called religions, leave you on your own to figure out the rest. Be popular. How? Love your neighbor as yourself. How? These other religions are fine telling you what to do. Sharing is good. Helping is good. Being nice is good. Being good is good. So now what? Well, there's nothing left to say but get to work. Start doing the things I've commanded you to do. Oh, I'm sorry, are you having a hard time? You don't feel like sharing or helping or being nice? Well, redouble your efforts. Do better. Try harder. The G.I. Joes should have said, knowing is half the battle, the other half is get to work. But listen, knowing is half the battle, and the other half is get to work, is not good news. In fact, it's terrible news. It leaves you totally on your own to actually accomplish what's been required of you. And so the first word of God, on its own, is just G.I. Joe plus Nike. Knowing is half the battle, so just do it. And Jesus, so far, hasn't distinguished himself one bit from all the other knowing is half the battle and the other half is get to work preachers that the world has ever known. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Because the law doesn't make Jesus unique. Everyone's got the law. Everyone's got standards. Everyone's got rules. And who, among the billions of people who have walked the earth throughout its history, would have disagreed with love one another? The law doesn't make Jesus unique. The gospel does. Remember that the law is only God's first way of speaking into the world. I've created the world, this is the way you ought to live in it. But the gospel is God's final way of speaking to the world. If the law, the rules, the standards are God's first word, the gospel is God's final word. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ has real answers for those of us who come up against the law, up against the rules, up against the standard, and find ourselves falling short. 
Only the gospel of Jesus Christ has an answer to knowing is half the battle and the other half is get to work. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news to desperate, broken sinners for whom get to work feels like a knockout punch. For while we were still weak, said St. Paul, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Did you hear it? The law requires that you love. The gospel is God's love for you when you are unlovable. Now this is unique. The gospel provides what the law required. And this is the good news for you this morning. Christ's love for you comes before your love for others. In fact, it is Christ's love for you that creates your love for others. When Jesus says this ridiculous thing, that people will know we are his disciples if we have love for one another, he is giving us a requirement. Absolutely. Love. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. But he doesn't stop there. Giving us the requirement is only half the battle. Because then he goes to the cross for you. Goes to the cross for us. Loving us before we loved him. Dying for our inability to love. His love fulfills the commandment to love. And we can only love, says the scripture, because he first loved us. Jesus' love creates loving. And so it becomes true. A miracle. People know that we are his disciples. By our love, almost despite ourselves, but not first because of our love. Love is birthed not from the law, but from the gospel. We don't love because we're told to love. We love because we are loved. The gospel provides what the law required. And this is true for us today. We are loved. And incredibly, we are known as Christ's disciples. Us. But not because of us. Because of the unique Jesus that we follow. We follow the Jesus who came to love people who weren't good enough. We follow the Jesus who came to love the people who come up short. We follow the Jesus who came to love the unlovable. We follow the Jesus who planted his love in our hearts. We are known as his disciples. 
And because of him, we love. Amen.